Chris Pullum, Windsor Park Elementary. David Schumacher, Jamesville Parker. Kayla Pullum, Brooks Chapel Daycare, Corpus Christi, Texas. Cameron Pullum, Cunningham Middle School. Anthony Connor, Wilson Elementary. What's going on, everybody? Yo, Conley from the School of Hard Knocks. You dig? Welcome to the Guys Podcast. This is your host, Chris Poole. Just want to give you a quick thank you for checking us out. We'll be releasing content weekly, so check us out on all streaming platforms. And if you have any questions, remember to email us at theguyspodcast at AOL.com. Enjoy the show. What is going on, y'all? It's the Guys Podcast, episode three or four, depending on if you watch the bonus episode. We really appreciate the support so far. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about uh, NBA All-Star um, kind of state of Call of Duty and a few other things. Um, we got a new uh, uh, podcast uh, co-host this week. I'll let David introduce himself, um, but we really appreciate him joining us. What's good, you guys? Happy to join. Happy to be with you guys. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Let's have some fun. Awesome. So to get us started, we're going to talk about sports. Um, talk about the All-Star Weekend and then also throw in uh, talking about Damian Lillard. Um, so to start off, we're going to talk through all of the events, um, and let's get, just get started. Um, not really too concerned about the celebrity game because it's not even like predictable, um, but we do have Stephen A. Smith coaching, so that should be interesting to watch. Um, but to get started, all the world team versus the USA team, um, I think this would be a really good game if they're taking it even partially seriously. Um, so I don't know if anyone else has thoughts on the on that. Man, that game, I'm more excited about the World versus USA, formerly the rookie-sophomore game, than I am about uh, the actual All-Star game. Because if they actually take that serious, like Luka, you got Trey Young, uh, you got those uh, the guys from Miami, two young guys. Like, you got a lot of young players that are going to be, like, the future of this league that are probably going to be, like, the superstars of the next generation that are rookies and sophomores, like, right now. Mm-hmm. So, I think I honestly think the world is gonna win because I think Luca is just on a whole nother level as everybody else. But, like, but they got go they got Zion for the you got Zion. Yeah, Zion. Zion's gonna show out. You know they're just gonna he, be throwing it up to him. He's gonna be showing uncontested. Out, man, like that that game, if they actually take it serious, it's gonna go so crazy. Yeah, I agree. Anybody else got the world versus USA? Nah, he 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 knocked it out the park. I was gonna say he summed it up nicely. Uh. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to All Star Saturday night. Um, we got the Skills Challenge. I'll read off the players. We got Bam from Miami, uh, Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, Chris Middleton, Demontis Sabonis, Pascal Siakam, Jason Tatum, and Shea Gilders Alexander, who is replacing Derrick Rose. Uh, due to injury, so um, skills challenge is always like completely unpredictable. Um, I think that the people that are smaller typically succeed. So if I had to pick, it'd be Patrick Beverly for me. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bam out of Bayou just because I want to see him win. I mean, it it really, it, it's really a toss up. Anybody could win, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Chris Middleton just because I'm from Milwaukee. <laughs> Pascal. Pascal, okay. Dave, I'm back. I'm going with Tank Middleton. That's my boy right there. Okay. He'll do it. Cam, you got anybody? Like you said, like you said, Chris, 
as far as the skills challenge, it's unpredictable. It's a toss up, and um, it doesn't matter on your skill set. Uh, you know, things happen, and so it's really uh, in the moment who's gonna uh, not crack under pressure and who's able to <laughs> perform. You know what I mean? In that moment, so it, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Going on to the uh, three point shootout, got Trey Young. Um, Devontae Graham from Charlotte, Joe Harris from Brooklyn, Buddy Hill from Sacramento, uh, hometown uh, host, uh, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Duncan Robinson, and uh, David Bertans from Washington. Um, for me, I want Damian Lillard to win, but if I'm being honest, I think that Joe Harris has won back-to-back, didn't he? So I think that this will be his third year competing, and I, he's just insane. So... That would be my my pick if I had to go off a of correction, like the correct pick. Mm. No, that's very. Um, yeah, I would. I mean, yeah, it's very uh, I... predictable. But Damian Lillard has been shooting lights out, bro. You're right, bro. Like he's been shooting he's right now. One of the best, I should say. Man, I he's think, been going crazy. I think that it's going to be Duncan Robinson and Buddy Hield in the finals. Mm-hmm. Duncan Robinson takes it. That's what I, was, I just told Chris that because, earlier. Because the the superstars don't usually do well in the three-point shooting contest because they out, you know, partying and doing all this other stuff. So Damian Lillard, he's not even going to take it serious. He, he'll he just show up, shoot. Do you know what time it is? I was going to say, they've got to prove themselves. All right. Not, does not, 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 not Zach, Zach Levine doesn't, does not care either. Like people like that, they do not care. Nah, he mad. Ain't nobody came and got him from Chicago. So. <laughs> Anybody else got some picks on those? I'm going Dame too. Damian Lillard got to go with that. He's been shooting lights out strong. I think he shows up. Cam, um, I just I, I like Damian Lillard. So, you know, just as a as a fan you know, of his, I'll just go with Damian Lillard. All right, cool. So going on to the dunk contest, uh, this is a tough one for me, but we got Pat Connaughton from Milwaukee, Aaron Gordon from Orlando, um, who got snubbed in 2015. Was that 15, 16? Dwight Howard returning. Of all time. And Derek Jones from Miami. Now, Derek Jones Jr. can fly. Yes. I don't Money. It is insane. So I honestly don't even have a pick. So y'all can talk about it. I, I, I have no idea. Pat Connaughton, because uh, I'm Milwaukee. What else? Is, what else is there to say? I'm 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 rooting for him too. I'm a huge Milwaukee fan, and I just think it, like he's going against some great dunkers. So I want to see what he can do. Um, you mm-hmm. know, dunking against them. But then you, there's just so many huge names: Dwight Howard, Aaron Gordon. Man, it's it's gonna be crazy. I just want to see what Pat Connaughton's gonna be able to do, though. Yeah, bro, because. He had the highest vertical in his um, draft class, too, by the way, in his uh, combine. And he got the whole team behind him. They all going crazy for him. He's going like, yeah, he going to go crazy. And we know he's going to have Giannis come out there and throw the ball for him. Yeah, right. so that's going to score some brownie right. points. I, I think that Derek Jones is going to deserve to win, but they're going give, to give it to Gordon. Okay. Uh, Why? Because because he's like he's probably one of those people that they like kind of had to coerce to be in it just to mm-hmm. bring the ratings up, and they always they always give the biggest stars. 
I, the title. I think that don't deserve it. I think that Aaron Gordon wanted to do it. He's in Orlando, which is a smaller market team. He doesn't get a lot of press. He kind of likes that relevancy of being an all-time great dunker. Um, so I think that he's going to show out. But don't sleep on Dwight because Dwight. That's true. Was, he's, a, he's a good story. No, Dwight's a great story. He also said, hinted to doing some throwbacks, and throwbacks always seem to do well um, with the dunk contest. So I, I wouldn't sleep on Dwight, and that's why, it's, for me, it's a toss-up. I, I, I honestly have to see what, what types of dunks they even want to do. Like, if, if we're talking pure dunking, Aaron Gordon should win the contest. But Derek can jump out the building, and Dwight just has, like, more like uh what's that what am i trying to say like, nostalgia yeah and his he was he was bringing too. out he was bringing out all these props and all those things so like we'll see how creativity exactly uh, superman returns yeah <laughs> and he's, mm-hmm. he might do something like kobe related like a kobe type tribute because he, he called kobe like i think a couple a week before uh kobe passed away and was like will you throw the ball to me in the dunk contest he agreed to it and then he passed away so He's probably going to do something to kind of commemorate that. Yeah, so let's move on to the uh, actual game itself. Um, I'll go with LeBron's picks. Uh, his first pick was Anthony Davis. Then he went Kawhi Leonard, Luka, James Harden. Um, and his reserves are Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, N- Nikola Jokic, Ben Simmons, Sabonis, Jason Tatum, and Russell Westbrook. Um, coached by his own coach, so that will, that's a key factor there. And Giannis uh, went with uh, – Joel Embiid, Siakam, Kimba, Trey Young. And then his first pick of the reserves was his teammate, Chris Middleton. Went with Bam, Brandon Ingram, Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert, and Kyle Lowry. So he's coached by Nick Nurse of the Raptors. Bro, bro do we even have to Do we have, do we have to discuss this? Yes, we do. Right. Because I bro, think that... Team LeBron is about to... I don't... I disagree them, with you. I think that Giannis plays way harder than anyone in the All-Star game. And... He he has a team of scrappy players that don't really care. Like, they're going to go out there and try to win. Um, and then you look at the coaching. So, Nick Nurse doesn't care about the minutes of um, Giannis. Like, whereas if you look at Vogel, he might be trying to preserve AD and LeBron because he's, like, trying not to push it. So, I think that that might affect the minutes and how he, he kind of, like, strategizes to win the game. Um, so, I, if I had to pick... I'm gonna pick the talent, more talented team is Team LeBron, but don't sleep on Giannis' team. Well, Team LeBron is gonna smack them, and I will tell you why. One, they changed the format of the All Star Game, so it's it's no longer. I don't know if y'all know this, but it's no longer just a game. They changed it so that each quarter is a game in itself. So you play the 12 minute quarters, and then the peop, the per, the team who has the most points at the end of the quarter wins that quarter and then they get money for a charity of the captain's choice so they have three quarters like that and then at in the fourth quarter they add up the scores from the three quarters and then they're going to add they're going to add 24 to it uh to commemorate kobe and then the first team to hit the target score of of 24 points plus the team with the highest score will win the game wait what there's so I was so with like, you until the t- ad. That, so 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 let so let's say like at the at the at the end of the three quarters, Team LeBron has one ten and Team Giannis has a hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Total. They'll add twenty four to the one ten, so the target score is one thirty four now, and the first team to hit one thirty four wins the for game. For the remain, they have to start from zero. No, 
they start from their current from the scores that they added up from the last three quarters. So they only need so to score twenty four points. Twenty four points. Oh, no that's gonna be... So it's so it's like a pickup game. Oh, that's gonna be really quick. Wait, yeah. so that's gonna be the fourth quarter then? Yeah. So it's it's gonna go pretty fast, I think. But there's no shot clock, and and there, this like the game winner. There has to be a game winner in the All Star game, basically. So, oh, okay. So it's I, it's going to be more competitive because it's not like it's not like the regular format where you can just like slack off into the fourth quarter. Like each quarter, you're trying to win, and that's, that's why I cool. think that's why I think Team LeBron is going to smack them because he has way more talent, and then there's actually an incentive to to play hard the entire game. So I mean, Giannis, what? his team is sweaty, but. I, I like the 24, but I, I think they should have went, like, 24 plus 8 because 24 points yeah. in the All-Star game is, like, two possessions. <laughs> like, or they, they don't. Or they could have gone, or they could have gone 24 win by two. Yeah. For for Gigi. I feel yeah, like what. No, go ahead, bro. No, I was just saying from, like, what Chris was saying, um, you could you would have, like, you can assume that LeBron, uh, Team LeBron could win. But, like you said, I mean, you have a lot of, uh, I don't like to you have more of the well-known players on Team LeBron. And so as far as them playing, for them, they're not going to sacrifice their higher-end players on the All-Star game. They're going to take it easy. So Giannis has – they're coming up, so they feel like they have more to prove. They, his team's stacked with a lot more. I don't know. They, I just feel like they – Giannis – I don't feel like Giannis has anything to prove because we all know what Giannis can do. But, like, as far as just – I don't know. Overall, I just feel like it could go either way. But with Caleb saying it that way, if there's incentive for each quarter – it could it could be a toss up now because then there is that incentive. Yeah, it's lit, and you are hilarious. And um, yeah, like Chris said, like essentially that means that whoever's leading going into the third quarter only has to score twenty four points, and then the the trailing team has to score what you know catch up. So what if they're already down twenty points, mm-hmm. and now they got to score forty four, and then the other team has to score twenty four? Like that's a little weird to me. Then. That's not even going to be competitive because no one wants to go. No one wants to score twenty four points to twenty twenty four. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, so uh, I'm going to move on. So we're going to skip past Damian Lillard um, to just do the time and talk about uh, the state of Call of Duty right now um, and how you feel it is. This is going to be a really quick topic. We're not going to bear on it too long and kind of look forward to what Treyarch, who's developing 2020's Call of Duty, um, will do, can do to kind of change the balance of, of gaming or if, if it's even possible. So starting off for me, I think that Call of Duty is really, really, really repetitive. Um, and they have been for a long time, but they've been bailed out with the times that they're releasing their games. And I don't know if it's luck or what it is, but it seems like every time they release one of their big titles, like their Treyarch games and their Infinity War games have been against lighter competition. So... Um, Battlefield has not really shown up on the same releases as the big qualities, the staple qualities. So I just feel like they've been getting lucky. And people want shooting games, and that's kind of like the go-to. But they cannot release the same product that they've been doing. It'll sell a lot of copies, and they'll make a lot of money. Last year, they made $3.3 billion in microtransactions alone. So they're going to make money. They really could care less about what they're putting out. But I think if they want to continue to be a staple long term, they're going to have to do something differently and, and be unique versus continue to copy paste the same model. 
I think one of the things that like I that Call of Duty is lacking now is the competitiveness of it. I feel like uh, with this new game, it just gets like you said the repetitiveness. Yeah. Uh, it gets it gets boring to me. Like I'm literally playing, I could be doing well and I'll get bored of it. Um, one thing that would always keep me going back and playing and want to play more is being that it's really competitive. Uh, maybe with the new when they drop the competitive like league or whatever it is, um, then it'll get more more fun, more competitive to play. But I mean, honestly, since Advanced Warfare with that rank play, I, it's been it's been competitive. Why it's been missing for me? But yeah, yeah, and Black Ops Four dropped it what after the New Year turn? Like it was what yeah. February March? So. They didn't yeah. even have that aspect of the game ready to go. And that's just a yeah. huge miscue for a title that was supposed to carry the weight over until 2020 um, and the <clears> next-gen <throat> consoles. Yeah, you guys say it's repetitive, but I'm I'm not understanding what you want it to be. It's it's a shooting game. What what, what do you want it to switch so to be? So if you look at, like, Battlefield, for example, like, yes, it's Battlefield, and they, but they, they try to reinvent themselves in terms of the types of maps the type of storyline that they're producing, the vibe. So, like, they have the same game modes, they have the same types of things, but Call of Duty is literally, like, UAV, uh, what? It's the same thing, like, the same map flow, the same weapons in most cases. Like, it's literally, they're just copy and pasting, remastering everything. Like, they can't keep selling us. Like, you look at Black Ops 3. Black Ops 3 had more DLC guns than base guns. And all their DLC guns were remakes of the previous games. So it's like, can we get something that's fresh and new? Um, and you can you can give, like, odes to the previous Call of Duties. Like, that's not a problem. But to literally take the same code and put it into the next game, like, we need something different. Like, this is 2020, and we don't have destructible environments in a shooting game. Like, I know it's Call of Duty, but, like, why can we not blow up a, a building? to change the flow of the game like it there's got to be some more realism to a shooter game in 2020 if that makes yeah sense. but call, call of duty is more of an arcade shooter in the first place so i don't i don't think that they'll ever go in that direction to where they'll be having buildings blow up and and like how you're describing it i feel like what they do is they just they want a game where it's fast-paced killing and um as far as the guns being the same and everything else being the same i don't feel like it's the same because I feel like this, I can't get attached to this Call of Duty like I was Black Ops 4. I couldn't get attached to Modern Warfare 2 like I did Black Ops 3 because the game was different to me. So I feel like the games do come out different and there's different flow in the game. Um, but yeah, as far as it being repetitive and stuff, I I don't know. I, I just don't know what they could do to, to change the change people's yeah. perspective of being repetitive and, and that's the thing like i don't think that there is much they can do i mean e even if you look at like zombies like zombies fell off so hard in black ops 4 and like <clears throat> it's zombies like you would think that the people that love zombies would at least play it and even those people didn't really play it so like if they're going to continue with the same model of multiplayer uh battle royale and zombies or multiplayer zombies in uh story mode like they've got to do something different and I don't know what that answer is, and they got a tough task. Adam. I, I honestly don't think that that's what people want is a different game. Like I don't play Call of Duty, but from what I understand about Call of Duty, it's almost like putting out a 2K or putting out like a Madden. Like you know what you're getting, and that's why you buy the game. Like you know yeah. you're getting 
a football game when you buy Madden. You know you're getting a basketball game when you buy 2K. They might change the graphics, they might tweak the presentation a little bit, but the core gameplay is always going to be the same. And that's that's kind of the same thing with with Call of Duty or with any kind of shooting game that's really popular. There's a certain style, a certain flow to it, a certain feedback loop that you get from the game that if they change it too much, people will highly dislike it because you play Call of Duty because it feels like Call of Duty. You play 2K or NBA Live or Madden because it feels like those games. So I don't think I don't think you really can change it up too much. I mean, you could change maps, make them more colorful. I mean, you can do those types of things, but at the end of the day, I mean, you buy right. Call of Duty Why? because you want Call of Duty. You want to I shoot. feel like in, in defense of Chris, I feel like what, what he's leaning on more so is the idea of innovation and where technology is leading. So like if you're gonna if you were to buy an iPhone, iPhone two, three, four, and it just continues, with each iPhone, you want to see that there's some in, an advancement of technology. So I don't want to see the same specs in my iPhone X or whatever that I see in my iPhone seven and six. So it's like with going to next Call of Duty with him saying he wants it to be more interactive, we want to see some more implementation of of different types of environments that we can like like you know be able to actually interact with the environment i feel like that makes for more of a interactive game like i understand what he's saying but if you look back to like live christian you're a huge live fan you know like 2k they stuck consistent and that's what call of duty is just trying to stay consistent and not switch too much to throw people off but i feel like when live tried to make that jump where they tried to inter- integrate like that new technology where when players would collide and they try to make it more you know, make the game flow a little better, kind of just stun them for a little bit because they want to make sure that the product was, was how they wanted it to be, and it kind of slowed them down. I feel like if Call of Duty tried to do too much too soon, it might throw off the streak, and then people might forget about it and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. That's the same thing with people saying 2K is trash every year, but still buy the game. Yep. Like you buy 2K because it's 2K. Like, you buy Call of Duty because it's Call of Duty, and that's what Scammer's saying. Like, it'd be alive. They tried to do, like, the real physics and all that stuff. Right, but like when they did all that, people thought the game was trash because they didn't, it didn't feel like the game that they'd known before. Exactly, so, <coughs> they did skip years. They they didn't skip years. Yeah, I mean, no NBA. They went from ten to elite eleven, and when they went from ten to elite eleven, they tried to do the the physics and all that stuff, and it just it didn't work. But I feel like. That's where our technology should lead in the advancement of gaming. I feel like you shouldn't, you know, it should be like thinking outside the box. So it's like we don't want to play the game where we go and like it just feels like we're getting sucked into the animations. We want the animations to feel like they're smoother and like at least, you know, with the Elite, they were trying to do that. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like Chris is just saying with Call of Duty, we just want to see, you know what I'm saying, more interaction within the game and the environments feel more lively to where it feels as if you're actually encompassed in what the game is you know you want to feel like you're in battle that you can interact and let me put it this way like so this. like every time treyarch does like their e3 or whatever showing they talk about like weapon sounds realism of weapons like color te- texture like we don't really care about that like, we want to feel like we're not like, I love Treyarch, so I love Black Ops 4. But what I'm saying is they can't give us Black Ops 4.5. If anything, like, give us something Black Ops 1. Like, give us, change it so it's not the same feedback you've having that Black Ops 3 and Black Ops 4 were the same. You just took away the jetpacks. That's what I'm saying. It's basically what I'm saying. So, like, they can do more with the new hardware, and I hope that they do because you put on a completely new console, 
you should be innovating and not just sticking with the same technology you've been using since PS3. Um, but we got to move on to our next topic. So we're going to talk about, it's kind of be rapid fire. We're not going to debate or anything. Just give us our top songs of each decade, starting with 1960s. Um, and then we'll kind of just go down. We'll, so we'll go 60s around the horn and 70s and so on and so forth. So um, I'll go first, then we'll go Cam, Dave, and Caleb, uh, Kavan. Uh, I'll start off with 60s. I'm going to go sitting on the dock of the bay, which is uh, 68. I think that's Give us a sample. Give us a sample. You. No, no, no. You, 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 you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all we need. That's all we need. Bro, what's catching my eye off, just looking right now, I'm throwing it at 1967. You got Louis Louis Armstrong, bro. What a wonderful world. I feel like that song is iconic, bro. Yeah, and yeah. and to this day, when I hear that song, it gives me chills, bro. And it just makes me feel like everything's gonna be okay, bro. You got like My Girl, Temptations, and uh, that's what. Chill, 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 chill. Everybody else got yeah, stuff bro. to talk about, man. Oh, okay. But it. I'm just saying, bro. This like I'm looking through the list, bro, and I couldn't even get to the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, bro. Just getting, just sitting, looking at Frank Sinatra and Beatles, and you have these. Take it oh, I'll, I'll stop, but but oh, but yeah. the '60s went crazy, bro. The '60s went crazy. Thank you, Cam. Like I said last episode, if you guys didn't catch it in our bonus episode, we talked about what was the powerhouse era of music, and I mentioned the '60s. Go ahead, Dave. Um, so if I'm going '60s, honestly, I had to come up with something off the top of my head just real quick. I'm gonna go Beatles, uh, Help by the Beatles. Like that's just one of those things that just popped up the top of my head. We changed it last second, so that's what I got for the '60s. They they ran the '60s. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. The Beatles. Beatles for, for the yeah. white folks. <laughs> <laughs> Temptations ran it for the brothers. <laughs> We're gonna be honest here. Let's just be clear. We love all races and genders. And, uh, <laughs> by, all and, uh, by all means. By all means. Exactly. I'm running for president one day, bro. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. I'm gonna vote for you. Oh, my turn? I will say I'm going to have turn. to go. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Go ahead, Kalan. I apologize. No, I, I thought he said my name. Um, I'm going to. This is uh, from 1959, but it's close enough. I'm going to go shout by the Isley Brothers because it was lit. I can't do that. Ooh, I gotta no, go, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll I'll, I'll, do un- I'll do Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers then. It's just those set of brothers. If it has brothers in the name of the of their um of the song, it's gonna be a hit. <laughs> go ahead, Caleb. Uh, I'm gonna go. A change is gonna come by Sam Cooke. Ooh, yes. that's that was you, Ant. One of them. You know, I had two just for this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Caleb, for bringing back that that title name. Can you can you give us a snippet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was born by the river. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Sorry. You gotta hit that. What? <laughs> 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 yeah. Go hit that man yeah, on the ahead. spot. Hey, um, you know, I'm just gonna go my girl by the temptation. Okay. Something. Thanks, Cam. <laughs> go ahead and start us off with the 70s so you'll you'll get those taken uh could be loved by bob marley oh you know that? Mm. i enjoy that you know this? go in reverse order caleb uh 
I'm gonna go Let's Stay Together by my man Al Green. Who am I gonna say now, man? I didn't have a second one prepared, man. <laughs> I didn't have a second one prepared. Hey, bro, uh, just think of Jackson 5, man. <laughs> All right, go ahead, come on. Speaking of Jackson 5, I'm going to go with um, Who's Loving You? Ooh. Okay. Mm. Oh, fair. yeah. That's fair. I don't think they put out a bad song ever. Yeah. Yeah, their later days as the Jacksons. Never. As the Jacksons. Never. All right. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Uh, I'm going to go with War by uh, Edwin Starr. That's, uh, that was one of the most popular. It was going. It was a movement, so I got to go with War. Okay. Mm. Okay. okay. Cam? Oh, where we at? We in the seventies? Yeah. Um. So I didn't really find anything that popped out for me in the seventies. So I know that uh, in that time, I know Marvin Gaye was 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 pretty uh, popular in that time in the seventies. Marvin Gaye. I'm gonna go. So I think of oh, a particular song. Since I had to switch it up last minute, I'll go rock with you, uh, yep. Michael Jackson. That was my second. Um, that was in that was in the seventies. Yeah, it was. Um, so I'll that go. was he had a single. Yeah, that was that was just, yeah. Man, he snapped so was... hard for that music video and that song. Yep, yep. That was his first. That was his first one, right? Yeah. I just like his. I think that was like around the time he, you know, uh, for the '80s. Um, I gotta go with one of my favorite songs of all time, "Living on a Prayer." I know, it. I know yeah, that okay. there's a lot of other great songs, so don't bash me. But I gotta give some rock shout out. I'm gonna go "Living on a Prayer." Beautiful, beautiful. Ni- 1986. Cam, go ahead. So we're in the 80s now, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So it's saying in, uh, in Wikipedia that it was uh, the original was uh, it was released in 1984, Take On Me. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, so. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we get a snippet? Can we get a snippet? Take On Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all crazy. And the um, music and the music and, video yes, for the eighties, bro, revolutionary, bro. Facts. So nice. Shout and out to so shout cool. out to Corey, bro. He put me on that. Mm. All right, y'all. For for my eighties, uh, I gotta go with the hit uh, "Journey." We're gonna go with "Don't Stop Believing." Mm, okay. Mm. Ooh. Don't stop believing. CB. I'm going to go with a song that my grandmother put me on because she loves it and listens to it all the time. And that's Girls Want to Have Fun by uh, Cindy Lauper, or Laper, however you pronounce her last name. Sorry if I mispronounced it. Girls just want to have fun. That's a sleeper. That's a sleeper. Go ahead, Caleb. I'm going to go with Love TKO by Teddy Pendergrass. Love TKO. Okay. Man, so he, looking back over his years, he shedded some tears, bro. Oh, okay. Some tears. Go ahead, Ant. I'm gonna go with uh, Computer Love. Ooh, Zap. Mm. That was my mom. Zappin' Rogers. Okay, yes, sir. That's the that heat. Okay. Mm. Go ahead, start us off. Go ahead, start us off with the '90s too. '90s. Who I put for that? We all gonna have. I, I need some backup for the thousands. I just looked at it. Go ahead. I put. Uh, I had Twisted by Keith Sweat. 
You son of a gun. <laughs> you said son of a gun. <laughs> I'm not going to go two because. Uh, don't go two. <laughs> go ahead, Caleb. Okay, I can I can go two because I know none of these are probably not going to be chosen. This is, just to clarify, these are like what we think are like our favorite songs, like what comes to mind. This is not the best songs of the decade. Just, I don't know if we clarified that. Um, so, my feel-good song from the 90s is It Feels Good by Tony Tony Tone. That song. Feels good. Yes. Um, but I have another one, 97, Nice and Slow by Usher. Ooh. Hey, uh, you might have took Dave's while you're talking. That's his favorite artist. <laughs> hey, Usher's that man. Yes, he's, that, he's that guy. So the 1990s, I feel like that was a nice year of music. Um, to pick a song that just pops into my head, uh, I'm gonna have to go with you know the ruler of the 2000 or the 1990s is uh, Tupac, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say Changes. Okay. By okay. Tupac. Go ahead, Dave. I ain't mad at you. I'm surprised no one said it. All right, but I'm at to go with all my life. Okay. Hey, that was everybody. Mom was playing that. I know you're not coming that. Might have got born to it, you know. (laughs) See, I had my second one. I had, I had. uh, I'll make love to you from Boys to Men. Mm. Okay, to Men. Go ahead, Cam. Oh, Cam. My bad. Please do not. Clown me for this one, but y'all might feel me on this one. So this is getting closer to the 2000s, but it's 1998. Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> okay. Ready to hear a couple okay. Of years. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I ain't mad at you. Yeah. For me, I'm gonna go with. Uh, this is not even close, by the way. It's the greatest song in the 90s. I will always love you. 1992, Whitney Houston. Mm. It's not even close. Iconic, bro. Yeah, so. Hold on, hold on. Caleb, what you say? <laughs> Come on, hit that real quick. Oh, no. Nah, I can't hit it. Like, nah, you don't got to hit it. No, Chris, don't try that again. <laughs> we need Caleb real quick, man. I heard it. And so I'm going to go over to the 2000s. Uh, I'm probably going to take at least one person's and say, hey, uh, Outcast. Mm. No, that's all you, Playboy. Yeah, that's all you. <laughs> go ahead, Cam. I'm probably gonna take somebody that 50 Cent, bro, in the club, mm. 2003. Yes. The biggest, bro, that was the biggest smash in 2000. I feel like of all, like that decade, bro. I feel like people was on that for a minute, bro. To this day, right? I got it downloaded on my phone at least. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm bringing some R&B in this. Mm. R. Kelly, we going Usher. You feel me? And we're going Confessions. Mm-hmm. Hey. Confessions two, hey. hey, two and one. Okay. If you know, you know one. You are the real one. You are the real one. If you know one. No, nobody really know the the, the one. We oh, about we that. know the one. Maybe <laughs> two, but nobody listened to the one. We gotta talk. We gotta talk favorite albums of all time. Because yeah, Confessions is is one of the, one of the greatest. Bro. bro, I'm just I'm just putting bro. it out there. Go ahead, come on. Uh, for the two thousands, it was. Like I'm thinking of like when I was younger, not when we were getting um, 
like high or getting up to middle school, high school. So I'm gonna say someone I was younger, and Fifty Cent and Eminem were both real powerhouses in music at the time. And since Cam said in the club, I'm going to say. Uh, arms are heavy. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do we need to uh, come back to you? Please come back to me because I don't think I'm going to say that one because I it was. Yeah, it's a go problem. ahead, Caleb. Okay, I'm going to go with my favorite album of all time, my favorite song on my favorite of album of all time, "Send It On" by D'Angelo. Came out in 2000. Okay. On the album Voodoo. And I have a second one, but I'll I'll save it. Just an honorable mention for me. Go ahead. For my, I had uh I had I had locked up by Akon. Locked <laughs> up. Akon. Locked up. <laughs> so if we're gonna move up, if we're gonna move up to middle school type years, I was it's gonna say a- Akon and and T Pain, and I was gonna say um uh. I'm in love with stripper. Okay. I have an honorable mention for me, uh, Air Force Ones by Nelly. Hot in here, hot in here too. Nelly, Nelly, he was. That's not. I had a Soldier Boy. Tell him. You don't know my name by Alicia Keys. Okay. No, no, no. I'm gonna go ahead and say that, Chris. I'm gonna change mine. I'm gonna say, um, "Crank That" by Soldier Boy. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember seventh grade. Recognized... That was huge. Seventh grade for us, and I remember when that song came out, everybody ran to the dance floor, bro, and everyone started twisting their legs and and smacking their fingers or snapping their fingers. The production, if you listen to that song, y'all, y'all wasn't in middle school in Wisconsin, but Eric Racknight, that definitely Shout out to my Janesville 608 area folks. Oh, Rec Knights. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Listen to that production value on that song. And now, that production value is not good at all. Give him some credit, man. Hey, go ahead, Ed, with the 2010s. This will be our last one, obviously. Uh, see, I put Airplanes by the B.O.B. Airplanes mm. by B.O.B., okay. You know, like, that, I just thought about what I, like, that was the... Okay. No. Caleb? Oh, this is hard for me. Uh, Because I want to go with Chance. But I'm going to go with... Uh, That's What I Like by Bruno. Ooh. Mm. I was also going to go Bruno Mars. Just the way you are. But that was... Bruno Mars was taking off, bro. Bruno Mars took off, bro. Yeah. yeah. I walked into the moon. Go ahead, come on. I'm gonna go back to 2000 real quick, and I'm gonna um, switch mine uh, to um, uh, that Cash Money record second note for the nine nine of the 2000. Yeah, you wanna? Uh, uh? All right, so I'm gonna go back back to the 2010s. I'm going to say God's Plan. It was towards the end of the 2010s, but God's Plan uh, that song snapped. It was very like basic, but it was a big message in it, and the music video to it just. It was amazing. The so, production, producers did they thing on that one. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. The music video. Stick with that same, uh, I'm going to stick with Drake there. I'm going to go All Me. Ooh. Drake. All Me. Where every time I come on. The yeah. ending song on Nothing Was the Same. It was a good mm-hmm. song. It wasn't my mm-hmm. favorite, but it was okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Cam. 
Oh, it's on me. Oh no, yeah, I was going with the. I was gonna say Bruno Mars also. Just okay. the way you are. Yeah, that's what I was. For me, this was tough because it's like best song or favorite song. Justin favorite. Timberlake. It's gonna so be my favorite song is is hard for me, but the most like I think it's a very beautiful song and it sticks with me is not a bad thing by Justin Timberlake. If you just listen to the lyrics, I think it's just, you know, slept on. Um, should be played more often. But we're going to go into relationships now. It's not the best song. Nah, but I, wait, 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 best I, song got, more, I got one more. Go ahead. Now, also, see, y'all y'all went with the newer stuff. But I kept it, you feel me, as soon as I got to high school. And I put that I love the way you lie by Eminem. Mm, okay. Y'all supposed to be gassing, but y'all ain't really. Nah, that was, I, that's, I, that's, I was that. But, I was but not a bad thing I, was thirteen, I, I don't so it wasn't that new. Not a bad thing was thirteen. If we going like the beginnings of the two thousands, "How to Love" by Lil Wayne. That mm. wasn't the beginning. That was two thousand and ten. Two thousand ten. That's beginning. That's I thought beginning. you said two thousand. I thought you said two thousands. No, two thousand ten. Okay. tens. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so we're gonna go over the relationships uh, this week. We're gonna talk about boundaries. Um, how you can balance uh, proper time and space so th- so that you have like your own personal time. It's not always about t- uh, being at the same place at the same time. And then we're gonna also talk about what decisions you should consult your partner with, um, and that can be up for interpretation. But I think that it means like um, if I'm going over to the store and I'm gonna purchase X, Y, and Z, should I have to ask my partner that I'm gonna purchase this? Like, what what is the line of like? communication like with you all so i'm gonna start with uh, boundaries and i just think it it goes back to what i've constantly said in this part of the um podcast is like you just gotta communicate um that what you're how you're feeling if you if you want to go out and do a certain thing just communicate like hey um this is what i feel this is what i'm gonna do and like there shouldn't be really any second guessing and if you've established that friendship with your partner beforehand like it should never be a like, oh, I need this person to always be with me or I need to tag along and see what check up on me or do those types of things. So that's pretty simple for me um, to try to just keep that, that balance. For me personally, bro, E, that's like my, you know, that's my best friend, bro. So I don't have many people that I kick it with, you know, on a day-to-day basis. So if it's like I'm not at work or doing whatever, I'm at home with the kids, I'm at home with her. And I like spending time with them, and it doesn't bother me, you know, too often because that's what I commit my life to. But at the same time, there are times, as just being a young man, I need my space. I want to just breathe. I want to take everything in. I want to reflect on my life and where I'm at, how I feel mentally and stuff like that. And a person just has to respect the fact that it's not a reflection on, like, damn or not wanting to push them off to the side. just everyone has to have that time to be able to, like, you know what I'm saying, have their space to just take everything in for themselves. I agree, bro. I I think that there should be, you should have couples things that you do, and then you should have personal things that you do. So, like, I mean, if as a couple, y'all's, y'all's thing is, like, watching movies together, whatever, that can be y'all's thing. But when I when it's time for me to put on my headphones and, and make music or do something like that, like, I, I just, I, I, don't, I think that there should there should be boundaries to say like when I'm doing my thing like you can't impede on what I want to do because bro wait what's so funny bro <laughs> come on play way too much <laughs> I'm gonna show it to the, I'm gonna show it to the podcast 
for. I might Hopefully, y'all can see this. Hopefully, it'll focus. <laughs> <laughs> it's backwards, ain't it? Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! So, so he wasn't even paying attention. Go ahead. Kevin. <laughs> I was paying attention. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just wanted to cause a distraction. All right. Yeah. I just I feel like you should have like couple things that y'all do, and then personal things that y'all do. So like, if if y'all's thing is like going to the movies together, watching movies, like shows, stuff like that, like that can be y'all's thing. But like when it's time for me to do my thing time for me like for y'all to game or for me to like make music do something like that i should be able to to have that time and that space for myself and i shouldn't feel like i'm being bogus for like wanting to take a few hours to myself to just put on my headphones and be in my own little world and i think that's kind of where my kind of thing with boundaries is is like you should be able to take time for yourself and the other person shouldn't feel insecure or sad that you have something that makes you happy um like you shouldn't always have to be doing things together i mean you should want to be doing things with your partner i'm not saying that you shouldn't want to but like there should be some times where you can decompress and kind of just do your own thing yeah i agree very well said brother yeah i I feel like if anyone is the type of person that feels (laughs) intimidated by the fact that a person a person may just want to be an, an individual. That's like a, a, a an unhealthy and like a toxic dependency that you have upon another person. Like Dad was saying um, in the in the bonus episode, like you you know you can't love a, another person more than you love yourself. Like you can't invest all of this into another person and then like you don't take time to just find out who you are as a person. You know what I mean? So that's the part of that time for you to just be an individual you're individuals at the end of the day it's a mm-hmm. relationship but you're individuals dave you got anything i mean yeah i'm gonna have to agree for pretty much everything i for me it's just taking a little bit of time i got a busy life so i got a lot of stuff a lot of things going on uh, especially with uh a re- with my relationship there's a lot of different things a lot of different responsibilities pulling us um to do our separate you know things throughout the whole day um, there are times that where I do need to, you know, you got to remind yourself, I feel like in a relationship that you got to spend that time with that significant other. But at the same time, you do need that time uh, by yourself just to keep yourself like almost sane. You know, there's there's things that people do just to get away from everything, um, including your relationship, just to take some time and, and do something that you enjoy doing. You know, everyone's got to do something that you enjoy doing. Um, it's important. Um, we're all humans. It's something that's definitely got to invest that. Um, but at the same time, um, when it comes to spending a lot of time away from that person, I don't think you should. Um, but definitely take the time to yeah. you know, be by yourself. Yeah, y'all said it all, you know. I don't have these problems, personally. CV. <laughs> uh, Kim, what did you say Isha was to you? My best friend. Exactly. So I want to be with my friends at all times, and I feel that's the, that's exactly what it means. Like yes, I I like to be around my family as much as I can, and it's not even to the fact that we have to be even interacting with each other. I just want them around me. Right. right. But um, like Caleb said though, there is that you do need time to where you can just kind of be by yourself. 
not necessarily be by yourself, but be able to do something that you enjoy for that that split moment, and you shouldn't have to feel like that's intruding onto your relationship. And I feel like that's a lot of thing that are things that um, kind of come in <clears throat> come in uh, between a lot of people, a lot of in between people in their relationship is they feel like you're choosing this over them, which is not the case. Like it may seem like that to that person, but no, I'm not choosing. I'm not choosing playing my game over spending time with you. I spent time with you. Yeah. I should have time that I should have time in my life to set aside for something that I want to do and not like Caleb said, feel guilty about it. And, um, yeah, man, I feel like that is a big problem in, in some relationships. And, um, I don't know how else to like get around it. What you said was and perfect. It's any better, but. If, and if I could hop hop back in for a second, like off of what Kavar is saying, it's crazy that like when you're talking to someone and you're just like in that process of like getting to know somebody, you're dating, you're seeing each other. It's like you don't expect to see each other every day. Like you're dating and you just see them maybe every other day or some couple of days out the week or every week or whatever, every two weeks. And then you get to the point where you you've passed all of that stage and you develop into this relationship where you're with this person and you see them often or you're even in a situation where you're cohabitating with this person and it, it becomes easy to forget the fact that like I see you every day like I see you every day you're with me every day we're around each other all day every day and it's just like the attention doesn't always have to be on the relationship like it can it can be on other things because at the end of the day we're here with each other in these moments of, of our life every day of our life you know what i'm saying and if for a person especially a young man who like works and provides for his family and does what he can for his family and and makes that commitment you deserve every right to just be able to just be in your own safe space whether that's with your guys you're not out cheating you're not out doing drugs you're not out getting drunk you're not out being irresponsible you're in the house you're with your kids and so that they see you your presence speaks more volumes to anything your absence would be the only thing that would be something to speak about like your presence is everything and so like i feel like some women are getting on board with like the guys that do play the games and they do you know kick it off you know like play playstation that's like the that is somewhere where guys can come together and they don't have to go to the bar and go to rbis and go to wherever like you know what i'm saying and, and kick it at the single scene you're at home with your kids you're at home with your family playing games like you know stuff like that this shouldn't be an issue i don't know it's just me no that's that's what that's what i'm saying like that's what i was trying to make the point being like like you said and that's what affects it a lot is when someone works and i'm using myself as an example right now and i'm not making an excuse because i work i should be able to do this and do that just because i work but i work long hours so I'm gone a lot of the time out of the week. And yes, I may work first shift, but I, I wake up around 6, 6.30, and I'm gone some nights till 6.37. So it's like I'm gone for the majority of the day. And it's hard to balance your time when a lot of your your week is just getting absorbed from work. And then you're still trying – you're still trying to come home and have a nice little, a nice family life and give this person attention, give this person attention and still collect rest all in the little few hours you have until you have to go to sleep to go back to work in the morning. Oh. So like, like you said, Cam, I feel 
just because our attention is not solely directed towards one thing in the house, just being in the house and having that presence of yourself there at some point should be enough right? to satisfy, um, you know, the other significant other's needs of, you know, being with each other. But I don't know, man. It's for me, like from what I hear from like Brookside, because we literally had these same discussions. Actually, it was just tonight. We were just talking about this. Um, But like for for females, I feel like they need more of that interaction. They need more of that, um, like not just being in the room. They want you like, you know, they want to be doing something with you. They want you to be, say, if you have a kid, they want you you to be showing attention to your kid, showing attention to to them. And as for guys, I think we're just wired a little bit different where um, we like that, like that time where, yeah, I'm sitting right here in the room with you. And, you know, as you guys will hear when we're all playing games or something like that, you'll hear my kid in the background or stuff going on in the background. I'm here. For me, just my presence, like you guys were saying, you know, is enough for me. You know, I feel like I'm here. I feel like I'm, you know, mind you, I'm not just playing games all the time. You know, there'll be a, a day or, or a night that I'll come on, I won't even touch it. You know, I'll just spend that whole night with them. Um, then there's times where it's like, right. During the day, you just had a long day. You're like, man, you're just stressed out. But there's nothing better than just coming home. You know, don't get yes. right on the game, but you you'll say hi to your kids. You'll say hi to her. You know, you'll ask her how her day was, talk to her. But then you'll just get on and just kind of like relieve yourself, relieve that stress. You relieve, know? relieve the stress, and that's where you open your mind and you just can go to your little zen mode. Exactly what you said. It perfect. You said it perfect, David. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to move on to the second part. Um, I personally haven't had a lot of experience with this, um, but I, my little two cents about um, decisions as partners is it's all about communication. So, like, I wouldn't make a purchase, like, outside of the normal things that we have allotted without at least it mentioning that I'm going to do it. So, like, I wouldn't just go out to GameStop and then come back with a Switch. Like, I'm going to say, hey, I'm about to go pick up a Switch. Like, that's my personal thing. It's my money. Like, I feel like I have the right to do that, but I think I would feel the same way for, like, a female that's going to go get their hair done or get their nails done. Like, offering or saying, like, hey, by the way, I'm going to go get this done. I'm going to go do this um, so that what if I wanted to pay for that? And that's something that, like, I wanted to do for you, and I didn't know you were even doing it. So, like, stuff like that, just communicating what so we're on the same page. Now, if you're buying, Mm -hmm. like, a car, like, clearly you want to consult and, like, make sure that we're all on the same page. We're not just buying huge things like that without consulting one another. So the, so yeah. the question is... Go ahead, Caleb. Just about, Go ahead, Caleb. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb. Yeah, so and the question Cam. is, uh, like, how often should you consult your partner with decisions? Mm-hmm. For me, I I think it's a case-by-case basis, honestly. Because, like, um, for me, I don't really see a big deal about, like, going to to get something to eat and, and get something for my significant other and bro <laughs> Man, I'm, not, I'm not cutting this either Caleb bro, I'm sorry bro, bro. <laughs> no alright let me alright I am and I'm sorry to everyone that's watching and I'm sorry Caleb for distracting you and being a distraction during your talking I seriously do apologize and I'll stop nah it's all good bro I just, I just don't know what's going on. Cause I'm no, like, I was just coughing. He was coughing. I coughing, and then I was muted, and then I mouthed something, and 
just trying to be funny. funny. I was trying to be funny in the wrong time. I'm sorry. Please go ahead because you're making some good points. All right, but like I, I don't honestly don't see a big deal about like going to the store and buying something and coming back with it. But like my significant other does. It's like, oh, you should have talked to me about that. So I think that, I mean, it's a case-by-case -case basis. Y'all should understand what works for y'all. So like, so the way it works for me is that like I try to consult my significant other about things as as often as I can just so there's no miscommunication about things. Uh, but at the same time, I reserve the right to be spontaneous. So like I reserve the right, the right to go and do something for me with my money. And I also reserve the right, the right to, to say, hey, put something on. We're going to go out to eat. We're going to go do this. Like, because I, I think that partially there's that's kind of what relationships need at some point. Like, you, you need to do things that are just kind of spur of the moment to yeah. keep it to keep it more exciting. So I think like consulting your partner with decisions like you should you should communicate with them to the level that y'all have agreed to. I mean, whether that's she makes all the decisions, you make all the decisions, whatever. Uh, but um, for me, we, we talk about everything. And then for moments where we feel that it's more important to to preserve the spontaneity of it, then that's when we kind of just don't talk about it. We just do it. Yeah. Um, to, so, like, not to get too in-depth, but, like, as far as... Uh the way that me and E operate, me and Isha, um, you know, she still has her own bank account. I still have my own bank account. And so we have our separate money. But as a household, of course, what's hers is mine and what's mine is hers. And uh, of course, we're mindful of the fact that we have to pay bills and we have to make sure that we have all of our necessities. But as far as her buying something on Amazon for herself, I encourage her to do those things, you know, within reason so it's like it would be irresponsible for us to just spend money carelessly but at the same time you know we're we both encourage each other to do the things that make us happy so if we do have extra money why shouldn't you be able to do this or why shouldn't you be able to do that but if it's like chris said something huge not a you know some big buy you know we're always we always consult each other about before making decisions or you know like or if we're say we're you know going somewhere or leaving out um, as far as like checking in and stuff like that I don't feel like we have the type of relationship where we, we have to check in but it's more about just respect and just letting you know the other person know and then just as far as like looking out for one another so it's like you know if you are going to go somewhere you know I just want to know that you're going to be okay and just you know let me know if you need me I'll check on you while I'm out and about she calls and checks on me so it's like it's just about having the space, you know, like like you said, being able to be your own person and be an individual, but still just still at the same time staying on the same page and communicating, you know. What you, Dave? Um, I would say so. Me and my significant other, uh, Brooke, we share bank accounts. Um, and for us, when it comes to spending money, um, it's definitely a little bit, um, you know. We don't really we don't really buy big big things when we do um, normally that's me taking so I will say actually when it comes to like buying cars um, stuff like that normally I mean for a living I sell cars so I mean I do everything and she basically shows up to sign paperwork you know like um, we actually just put and got uh, accepted our first offer on our house for our first house I mean I did everything you know she just basically I 
said, hey, there's a document in your email, I need you to sign that. Signs it, sends it over. So um, for me, I mean, me and Brooke are a little bit different where she just trusts me everything with finance stuff. Um, as long as, I mean, she's never, anything that I've ever bought, she's never questioned. So, um, and if she ever went out and bought something, I, I mean, unless it's something that I just, you know, it's completely, it's just completely unnecessary. Um, something that like, you know, we just, we don't have a lot of money to just be wasting with having a child and we got stuff and bills to pay. Then I don't have a problem with it. Cool. Anybody else got anything? Yeah, as far as the spending thing, um, it's a little different with kids because I feel like a lot of your finances are directed towards your, your children before your personal needs. Absolutely. But um, me and my significant other have shared a banking account since we've gotten together, which is kind of weird, but I don't, mm-hmm. I never thought that was weird. And I, I find out like a lot of people don't have joint banking accounts, but I don't know. It was just, it's how it's been. It's how it's always been. So we've, our finances like are mm-hmm. collective. So <clears throat> it's always going to be what is there is both of ours mm-hmm. and it's never yours or that. But as long as, as far as going out to spending and, and, and do I have a problem with what she spends? I don't think so because I, I trust her financially and we do communicate if we do want to buy something that we think is unnecessary. So like if I want to <clears throat> buy a game, if I want to buy something off of um, off of Amazon, I will check in like, hey, I, I want to get this. It's kind of like not asking. Right. I want to get it. It's kind of like just hinting like, oh man, I really want this. And to see if she intervenes, just because you both know, you both know if um, if the purchase is unnecessary. So it's like, right? Do you do you agree? Like, can we both come to terms? Like, is it okay if I make this unnecessary purchase? So it's I don't know. It's just a common respect, and um, yeah, I mean, like you like you said, Chris, communication is everything. So just communicate if you like it, if you if you think it's okay, if I can do this and. And just do it. And then, as, as yeah. far as the checking in thing, um, actually, go ahead, Ken. What were you gonna say to that? No, I was just I was agreeing with you, bro, because you said that perfectly. Like, it's like I'll be on Amazon, or if I'm online, I see something, or whatever case. If I if I'm thinking about buying something, that might be something you know. But you crazy. It's it an impulse. Be, it's an impulse buy. Like it's it, something it that's might not be, necessary. Yeah, it might just be some twenty dollars. But I'm like, I'll be like, hey, can I buy this? And she's like, why are you asking me? I'm just like. Because it's more so not necessarily asking for permission because you know, we don't operate we don't operate that way. But at the same time, we respect each other enough to say, okay, what you know what our financial position is. Yeah, you feel like this is something mm-hmm. that we can wait on, or is something that you we could treat ourselves. You know. And and the, and the thing about sharing accounts and stuff, it's sometimes like we don't we're not on the same page on the accounts as what we think we are. She might know something about it that I don't know, so that's why I do like to always throw that. Hey, I'm trying to get this, and she's like, oh no, because we just did. Oh, you're right. So then it kind of makes all sense. But and then another thing about that is it's just you feel. <clears throat> so when I buy when I want to buy something, I know it's dumb, and I'm already questioning it myself because you guys know how cheap I am. So it's like, man, I, right. I I shouldn't be spending this anyways. And I kind of let her be the decider if she's going to talk me into it or if she's going to talk me out of it. And yeah, so absolutely. Like if Brooke is like, if she gives me no like resistance at all like, i'll just do it you know but if she's like ah you know and like that hasn't then i'm just like all right, right. That may not, not, worth it. not worth it you know? 
But there's times where she wants to buy something and I feel like it's super unnecessary. Like, I don't want to spend money on that at all. (laughs) I'm kind of bogus at that because I waste way too much money on food and I've bought very, very dumb things. And I feel like she lets me buy a lot more things than what I let her buy. And, um, but I am the opposite. I would like to buy more stuff for her than what she I want to buy more stuff for her than what I want to buy for myself, but um, yeah, man, it's a, it's it's a weird uh, situation. It's all situational, you know what I mean? It's all mm-hmm. yep. vibe with yeah. y'all. Y'all go ahead, ahead, go ahead. I just need to move with my girl so we can get a bank account together so I can answer these questions correctly. <laughs> I've never. Yeah, you know, I'm the same way. And I, y'all know my me. Money is my yeah. money. Y'all know me. If I want something, I'm getting it. Like, there's no question. Yeah. Like, it's in my cart. Go ahead and buy yeah. it. I'll worry about yeah. it later. So, I'm going to comment on this what? video. Me and my girl move in together and let y'all know how it's going. <laughs> but like I like I did say though, big point, a big point, and um, that's that's the that's why I like this this podcast because it's six different guys in six different situations. Some are more mm-hmm. similar than others, but three of the three out of the six are do have kids, and not that you other three aren't financially not financially responsible, but um, just less responsibilities. Just, yes, and it's just different yeah, it's when you have kids. Yeah. It's, it's different. It's different when you have kids because it's not like I can just go and oh, I'm gonna buy this sixty dollar game real quick. It's kind of like, man, what can I get my kids for, with that sixty dollars? Or do they have everything that they need before I spend the sixty dollars? So it's right. just another. It's just it's not a huge deal. It's just another step in making that final decision on getting what you want There's and not what you need. Uh-oh. Okay, so it's telling me I need to move in with my girl and get her pregnant. All right, back. Oh my god! <laughs> I, used to, I used to compare everything like through like my phases. So like, um, I went through that phase of just like buying Jordans and stuff like that retros. Wherever I was looking at, it, I'm like, man, that's a lot of money. But man, that'd be a pair of retros, you know? Like, ah, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna buy it. But now, like, since <laughs> I, um, it's like you start comparing everything like formula, formula for us, it's <laughs> expensive. <laughs> like, yes, sir. You can like. Man, do I want this? Like, you know, I can I could go ahead and get a some formula with that, or I can get some diaper wipes or something with that. And then you're just like, nah. So you definitely start comparing uh, different things when you buy it. Like, is it worth it, or should I get this for the for the kid? So, yeah. How old is Junior now? Eleven months. About to be eleven. My little man, almost one, bro. (laughs) Good man, guys. Two bucks. You know what? He looked just like me. Funny as heck, but I, I want to actually throw in a, 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 uh, an example. It's kind of like a funny, so it's it's so insignificant. But okay, so I've been going to the to the spa academy, right? So we have our lunch from twelve to one. So I didn't pack lunch, and Isha had uh, cooked chicken and rice, right? Kind of like Puerto Rican style. So I didn't pack anything because I'm lazy, right? So I get up in the morning, get dressed, get ready. I leave out. Don't take lunch. I don't pack any leftovers and take it with me. So we get to lunch, and I'm like, oh, man, your boy's hungry. So I look over to the left. There's five guys, burgers, and fries, bro. Mm. So I'm like, I haven't been there really ever. We've been there like one time, bro. So I'm like, fire. The price thing is, it, it was, it was fire, fire. It was fire. It's fire, though. Guys, guys, one minute, please. Caleb, one more time for the people. That price is steep. 
Ooh, boy. And, and that's and that is what I didn't know, bro, before I walked <laughs> in there. So <laughs> so I I walked to Five Guy, bro. I go in there. The burger by itself is like nine dollars, bro. Then you got fries, a drink. And it came to like sixteen, seventeen dollars, bro. That's One almost person. to me. That's a twenty p. That's that's twenty dollars to me. I'm rounding that up to twenty dollars, bro. Absolutely. And then I'm, Anything and then I have 15. to call, and then I have to call my fiance who cooked last night, and I didn't pack lunch and tell her, yeah, I came over to Five Guys and uh, basically spent twenty dollars to eat for just me. And then it's kind of like she doesn't get mad, but it's like, really, really, like, yeah, really. Who else? Who else? Did you say stuff like that? You sit there and look at the menu, you're scratching your head, like trying to figure out, like you're reading it wrong. Like, man, hey, did, did I eat today? <laughs> she was like, and the first, and she was, and the first thing she said, she's like, you know how many four for fours we could have bought? I'm like, yes. Hey, was it fire though, Cam? Was it fire though, Cam? Oh, absolutely. Fire, bro. <laughs> fire. Absolutely. That might be the reason I left my ex. I had to spend fifty. <laughs> right, we're gonna move on to the closing segment, yo. We got to go to one guy to go. We, that's crazy. Um, so we're going to talk about Cartoon Network shows um, Thanks Ron for picking this one out The four shows this week are uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog Samurai Jack Ed, Ed and Eddie and Powerpuff Girls For Samurai Jack and Powerpuff Girls I'm assuming those are the old Because they rebooted both yes. of them Can I say something real quick yeah, The reason ahead. why I, And I w- didn't base this on any top 10 list uh, The reason why I picked these four Is because I wanted to pick the four Cartoons that we most likely would have been watching when we were growing up, um, watching cartoons heavy. That's why I picked these four. Mm-hmm. And yes, like Chris said, the old, not the reboots. Uh, can we throw in the fifth? Can I? No, no, no. But can I, I can throw in an honorable mention. Let me throw in two honorable mentions. It would better be the same. I was, it was going to be. This one's definitely not going to be one you were thinking. I was going to say, so I'm going to say three because I know one you're talking about is Dexter's Laboratory. Dexter's Laboratory. Laboratory. That's that's an honorable, we'll honorable mention. But I, but I, that's why I did. That's what I'm saying. I didn't want to put a powerhouse in there. Dexter's Laboratory. Um, number two, <clears throat> I'm going to put Teen Titans, mm. and um, Kids Next Door. Or Kids no, Next I won't put. Kids I won't put Kids Next Door. Powerhouse. There's there's um there's another one that I I just I just spaced on it. But those number are two four? honorable mentions. Those are going to be two honorable mentions. Said number four. Teen Titans, Teen Titans and uh, Dexter's Laboratory and Johnny Bravo. There's Johnny so many. Bravo. There's, there's so Bravo. many. But that could be another one got to go, so we're not going to keep naming off a bunch of stuff. So you guys want to go ahead I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first. I, uh, my first. To, so, Dave, this is your first one. So you got the first one to stay is our first round. For me, Powerpuff Girls. It's got to stay. I'll give you one term. Mojo Jojo. It's over. Mm. Mojo Jojo. Simple. I'm going to go Courage the Cowardly Dog for me. That's that right. one. Man. Hey, that of- show was scary. <laughs> Very scary, especially. Give me the flag. Yeah. Or return the flag. Whatever he was saying, bro. That that one right there, that was too much, man. And then the one, the hologram head. Yes, bro. That show was scary, bro. I couldn't go. And they played it at late night. Like, come on. It was on the Don't Swim. Under the cover, scared. Yes, sir. I want to say. Powerpuff Girls has got to stay. Yep. Buttercup, you stink. Take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was hilarious. Go ahead, Cam. Bro, I don't even want to participate in this one. 
It's a tough one. That's why I was thinking of this real thoroughly. I'm like, let me man, just let me because, get a little toughy in here. Man, bro. If if you guys made me choose, you know, and I have to if I have to keep one. Um I'm gonna go I, I like the courage of cowardly dog, so I'm, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with courage. Yeah. I'm following the Kavon. Yeah. I'm just gonna follow him up, Courage of Cowardly Dog. I have to. Yeah, That's probably my number one. Same. <laughs> I'm gonna go yeah. second. I'm gonna go second round. Uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog would be my second as as well. Courage is my second. Yeah. Powerpuff is my second. Who's Big boy Dave. I'm gonna have to go Ed and Eddie. <coughs> that was that show was fire to me. Dave, we look alike for a reason because we think alike. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm changing my second. I look you forgot. For my top um show, I have to it was it's between Courage and Eddie and Eddie. If I had to pick any one to watch, it'd be between those two. But Eddie and Eddie, just was simple fact. Come on, man. That show was just so funny. It was genius. They were the biggest hustlers of our generation. <laughs> and tell me, tell me this. The one food there's two food items in, in cartoon history that I want my <laughs> the, the, on so the, guy, bad. the jawbreaker. Yeah. The Jawbreaker and the Krabby Patty. Yeah. And those Jawbreakers in that show were so iconic because they were so thirsty to get enough money to go buy one. <laughs> and it just broke my heart that every time they would get the money or they would get the Jawbreaker, something would happen for them to lose it. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and that second one's going to be Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know, bro. I feel like it was underestimated. It's underrated. That my Jack. I I'm after. Uh, I don't know why it kicked me out, but. We're gonna have to go back to when Cam started. I'll edit it. You're still good for me. I oh, cut out for a long time. You were still here for me too. Yeah. Really? I almost started. Was I still here? I almost started cussing. Was did it? Was I still here a little bit ago? I everyone went out for me. Cause my screen, my whole thing just crashed. Yeah, same. I'm just trying to get Kaban back. There he goes. All right, Cam, uh, your second one, please. Yeah, if I had to say my second choice, I'm, I feel like Samurai Jack is the underdog, so I'm gonna go with Samurai Jack for my second. No, I'm no, I'll probably go Curse the Cowardly Dog. Second. Ooh, Powerpuff Girls. Nah, yeah, I'll go Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack. Um, so now we're gonna talk about the one we gotta cut and. Uh... This is tough because I was gonna say that Ed and Eddie can go, <clears throat> but then I remember the plank. Yeah, oh yeah, and that's the sole reason I'm gonna cut Samurai Jack iconic. But I also didn't watch it as much because I feel like there wasn't as many episodes as the other shows, um, so it was just less likely that you were gonna see it. So I'll cut Samurai Jack. 
Samurai Jack got to go for me. I I think Samurai Jack can go too because it was like they they played it late. In my yeah, and that, they and played it super late and like it was right before it was the last show before Adult Swim came on, wasn't last it? Last show before Adult Swim, yes. So, and I was and just so like I never up. really watched it like that. I mean, <clears> it was a good show when you do watch it, but like at the same time, like Courage, Courage, and Ed, Ed and Eddie and Pop Up Girls, those were prime like time. all prime time. Oh yeah. And Samurai Jack, it was it was it's a classic, but it's well, you know most of the time we have I, to go to sleep by a certain time too. So. Right. Back. Nine o'clock, lights out. I feel like, though, for me, the reason why I say Samurai Jack, bro, I want to keep Samurai Jack, is for the simple fact, you know how, like, when you watch John Wick, it's like the fact that that person is so cold, like, yeah, like that's, I, that's what intrigued me about Samurai Jack. I'm like, that, that man, cold. Mm. I like Kill Bill better, but I feel you. <laughs> I ain't watched Kill Bill in a minute. I, so my, I, gotta, I gotta cut Samurai just because I felt like I definitely remember liking it because whenever it was on, I, I watched it. But I just can't think back to like you know all the other ones I could think back to like certain like episodes, certain stuff that that was that happened. And Samurai Jack, I, all I can just remember is just like you said, uh, with him just you know he was cold, and that's what all I can remember about it. Really, I can't remember back to a specific episode that I watched. You know, so. mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah, when Dave, I'll fuck around, but when Dave puts it like that, bro. Yeah, he made good sense. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hop yeah. on the bandwagon and Samurai Jack gotta go, man. Yeah. My last two remaining are the Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack. And the reason why I thought to put Samurai Jack on this list is because I remember seeing the release of um, Cartoon Network's top shows, and I think it was from Cartoon Network that ranked them. And Samurai Jack was number one. And I'm trying to refine that list, but I cannot find it. Because there was a bad list. <laughs> I think I think it wasn't. I don't think it wasn't. A, I don't think it was opinion though. I think it was what was actually the like most the ratings. Like ratings on the show was the highest for Samurai Jack and has and a ninety-three percent on Rotten Tomato. Samurai yeah. Jack. But I think that um, Samurai Jack, like Caleb said, it came on right before Adult Swim was the last one. It was kind of more of an older kid show. Um, so I'm gonna go with Powerpuff Girls just because I just love the Powerpuff Girls and just like Chris said, Mojo Jojo and they used to beat, <laughs> beat the, the brakes dog out. Mess on them. <laughs> they used to beat God. the brakes out of that boy. This time, that's gonna do it for the guys podcast. I appreciate the guys for being here. Uh, if y'all have any questions, the guys podcast AOL.com. Um and you can comment below your thoughts. Uh, you can message us anything that you need to do check us out on all streaming platforms i could get the complete list if y'all want but spotify apple anchor um everywhere there's a podcast you will find uh this podcast so we appreciate y'all taking the time to listen if you got this far. big ups big ups y'all big ups like you said please let us let us get some feedback from you guys man let us know what you want to hear let us know what you think about our topics let us know what you think about our opinions we love the feedback we love interacting with you guys, so please just let us know something. Yeah, because ain't nobody hit that AOL. No one. Yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. I, I know it's funny. No one uses AOL. It worked, though. But y'all, def- but y'all definitely remember it because it's AOL, the guys' podcast at AOL. You ain't going to forget I gotta that. got to do it. Shoot an email. The easiest way to get in contact with us is the most uh, efficient way and the most convenient way. Just drop down in them comments on Facebook, share, 
comment, let us know, man. We want to know what you guys want to hear, you know, ideas yes, and the evolution of the guys podcast. You know, it's important to us. Stay in tune, man. And if y'all don't share and y'all don't comment, keep that same energy. <laughs> All right, then, y'all. Peace. Peace.